0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Bubble. New movie out now on Netflix, written and directed by Judd Apatow, uh, the man who brings us so many comedies. Generally speaking, these comedies that he directs and is a part of tend to be more grounded, more set in a real-life with like real life characters, there's always a little bit of wackiness here and there. I would guess, I would say, like, 40 year old virgin tends to be, I would say, maybe the most wacky cheese ball of his movies in the past up until this movie. This movie is 100% wacky cheese ball uh, to the point where I did not like it. I did not like this movie. It is filled with stupid, unlikable characters. Uh, the premise is fun. The casting is fun. I like a lot of these actors. Uh, the premise, a movie about a movie being made during the pandemic. Uh, uh, an installment, it's the sixth installment, I believe, in a, in a dinosaur franchise that uh, is, is like a B- the movie makes this the bubble makes the this movie franchise I think it's called like Cliff Monsters or something like that. It makes it sound like a cross between Sharknado and Jurassic Park. Like it, it seems like the movie wants you to think it's like a Jurassic Park type of movie which I b- agree with the idea that the Jurassic Park franchise in a whole has kind of gone downhill since the very first one. Um, but not to the extent that this movie makes that franchise look. Like, this, this franchise, it, it reminds me of, uh, what was it? Um, was it Zoolander, where he's in all these action movies that keep getting remade? Was that Zoolander, or was that, no, 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 that was, uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, where the Ben Stiller characters in a bunch of these, like, kind of, like, action movie franchise uh and that's what this f- it feels like but like i said the characters are dumb unlikable not a single character is likable uh it is bad writing like i don't know it, it's like so much of this it's just baffling it is baffling that the guy who just came out with Uh, What King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson and and uh, Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei, which is a movie I liked. I I think a lot of people didn't like it or maybe it was mixed. I enjoyed it. I like the fact that Judd Apatow was doing like these grounded these comedies that are like grounded in reality. I think that's something that it's something that no comedies are really doing. Most comedies are more similar to the bubble than they are to most of Judd Apatow's films and I appreciate that like actually filming a comedy with respect and treating it like an actual film rather than most comedies are shot super basic writing doesn't seem to be at all a concern for most comedies uh, and unless it's like something like The Naked Gun where it's like just just packed full of comedy but also ridiculous most comedies. I think people disregard most movie making and storytelling like ideals when making a comedy movie. And I, and I don't like that. I think, I I think you can make comedies film comedies with the same amount of respect that you film a dramatic film, but just have it filled with comedic moments. I think that's possible. I think that's what Judd Apatow has done in most of his movies in his career. This feels like the worst possible regression. This feels like Judd Apatow is doing the Farrelly brothers. And, like, not even good Farrelly brothers. Like, you want to talk about a a directing duo that really fell off with comedies. Like, this feels like a Farrelly brother joint, more than a a Judd Apatow joint. And I just, just couldn't get into it at all. And the fact that it's, like, COVID, right? It's, it's this production that's taking place in COVID. Like, this movie, like, the premise, like, kind of the ideal of this movie that seems to be thrown out in the movie multiple times is that, like, like during these hard times, it doesn't matter what kind of entertainment comes out as long as something comes out. Like, the movie itself, in some ways, is almost, realizes how horrible it is but doesn't seem to care because it's at least something that's coming out during a pandemic. Now, maybe if this movie had actually come out during like the early months of the pandemic two years ago, right? Like when the first, when the pandemic first shut down and everything shutting down, you got the NBA shutting down, you got all these major sporting events shutting down, like everything shut down. And if this movie came out like tiger King came out somehow, somehow, And was that kind of entertainment during those tough times, then I could see this being like, in some ways, a nice way to unplug from the reality. But we're at a point in the pandemic where taking a fun look at COVID procedures for making a movie Aren't really like it's not a subject that I find humorous, primarily because the pandemic's still going on, and the majority of government, at least in the United States, majority of people don't seem to care anymore. Like now that the vaccines are out, like a lot of people stop giving a shit because they got vaccinated. Obviously, all the people that are on the other side of the belief spectrum when it comes to viruses, the conservative side of that uh, never really gave a shit about the pandemic, despite the fact most of them are dying. Like, like we're in a a spot where it's like to have a like a movie that's trying to make fun of the whole thing just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Like this movie would have worked if it came out early in the pandemic or like maybe a decade from now. Where it's like the pandemic is long gone, which I can't imagine that in another eight years the pandemic will have gone. I would imagine that this virus is just going to continue to mutate and evolve. That is because it just doesn't seem like anybody cares enough to stop it. They didn't care enough to stop it when we had the chance. And now that all these other variants are kind of mutating and it's a constant thing, I can't see it going anywhere. But... In 10 years, I could see this movie, if it had come out in 10 years, being a little bit... I would receive it better. But it came out in the worst time, I would say. The worst time for me... tmf so once again go to inspiredisordercom slash tmf merch and save 10 percent when you use coupon code rts tmf and now back to our show i didn't find any of it funny the fact that like the the covid protocols and even within the movie they handle covid protocols like they're a joke like it's ridiculous that we're even doing any of this stuff uh So, I don't know. It's got a lot of problems, like, just from a structural, ideal standpoint of what this story is about. But then you add in just, like, the horrible writing. The horrible writing. And it's, like, clearly, like, some kind of grab to get people who are, like, young people who are into TikTok into this movie somehow. There are literal TikTok dance scenes. There is a scene in this movie where the young character who is being cast in this this sequel movie, right, that this movie about a movie is about, right, she was cast because she's a TikTok star. Of course, inspired multiple dance sequences within this movie that have nothing to do with this movie. But there is a literal dance scene with that character dancing with a dinosaur. Which... The movie parts where they're actually making the movie, you know, would have been interesting. Like, this movie actually cared about trying to... If it had any, like, ounce of realism when it came to any of it, it probably would have landed better. But, like, when they're in the movie moments, you see a fully rendered CG environment around these people. And you're seeing these people act as if... I mean, there's cuts where you're, like, they're back in, like, green screen or whatever that is super cheesy. But then, like, most of it, it's cut and, like, fully rendered CG background. So this movie had a big budget, clearly. Like, it is a lot of CG in this movie. And they have a scene where this character is doing a dance routine with a dinosaur. It is a lot like the scene in the new Jurassic World where Chris Pratt – or no, what's his name? The guy that's in everything that's, like, so overrated – so overrated, where he like is able to communicate with these like raptors or whatever. She has a scene where she dances with one. Now that scene may have been funny if they cut back to just the CG version and we're just seeing like what it's like for her to look like what she's you know doing a dance routine with nothing in front of her. But it doesn't do that. It, it's just so stupid. It's just like so much of the stupid. This is what I'm talking about when I say comedies write stupid characters because stupid is funny but they don't have any nuance to the stupidity there's no like reason there's no contrast to the stupidity because everybody's just stupid so it's like we all these actors are none of them are likable because they're all whiny little prima donnas so none of those people are likable the crew is unlikable and it's like actors that i enjoy in comedies Actors I enjoy seeing, and I see them in this horrible film. Let me let me go through some of the people in this movie. You have, uh, I mean, there's people that I don't recognize at all, but you have Keegan Michael Key, Fred Armisen, who's great, uh, not in this obviously, but both of those guys are great. You have the the girl uh, Maria Bak- Bakalova, who was the female lead in the newest Borat movie she's in that hurt she's great I think she's great in this movie has little to nothing to do she's one of the people that works at the hotel who's in love with this actor uh who's Pedro Pascal uh Iris Apatow obviously his his daughter Leslie Mann um and then other actors like Gus Khan that I don't know who that is but he seems like he's probably popular somewhere I just, Rob Delaney, David Duchovny, this movie, <clears throat> not only the fact that it has David Duchovny, but this movie has serious evolution vibes. The film, the kind of cheesy comedy horror film, I don't know if it would be like alien invasion film called Evolution with David Duchovny, this movie has serious, like the tone of evolution is very much the tone of this movie which is also kind of weird that David Duchovny's in this which David Duchovny is getting old dude's getting old uh but just like none of these characters like he plays the character that wants to rewrite this bad script but then like like all of these things that happen in this movie are pointless like they don't mean anything There's like, like, I just didn't care this whole movie. I'm sitting there. I'm watching these events play out and I'm not laughing. I'm just like, I hope they all die. I want them all to die. Can they all die? Is that possible? Can the dinosaurs become real and then just kill them all? Can they all die from COVID maybe? Of course they all get COVID. Because that's funny. Oh, they all got COVID. They got to go locked down for two more weeks again. It, it just, like, it blew my mind how unlikably unfunny this movie is. Completely. There is a scene where they're on a video conference call with one of the VPs of the studio, right? And she's like, it's, uh, what's her face from Saturday Night Live? Um, God, let's see if it's even on here. Uh, of course it's not. Of course it's not. Uh, and she's generally okay, but... Let me see if I can find that name real quick here. Um, no. God damn it. She's the SNL. But she speaks in such a monotone voice that is just kate mckinnon like she's funny and stuff i've seen her she there was some like spy movie she was in that i thought was that was okay you know but she has like this monotone voice that is annoying anyway she plays like this vp that's always in a different location clearly green screened wherever like oh i'm on a safari oh i'm skiing in the alps whatever whatever there's like this random scene where beck shows up and performs, and, like, there's the character cast is dancing. And, like, like, just the scene is dumb for a lot of reasons. Like, pointless, didn't need to be in the movie. This two-hour-plus movie, by the way. Like, if this movie was an hour and a half, maybe I would like it. Maybe, because at least it would be, like, a tight 90 minutes in and out. So much of this could be cut including this Beck scene, which makes zero point, has nothing to do with any part, any aspect of this movie. And it's like a good five-minute scene. It's just Beck shows up. And, like, in the scene, like, he's being projected on the side of this hotel that they're all staying in. Now, where would you think that image would be projected? Right? You would think that, that image would be projected, you know, maybe five to ten feet off the ground, on the wall, right? That might be, everybody can see it. No, this this is projected not only at the top of the building, right, like this 10-story hotel. It's like at the top floor or two of this building is where this image is being projected. But it's like the top and far left. Zero reasoning why... makes zero sense. It is just, so much of this is just stupid. It's like, I don't understand how Judd, like, I want to know how many drugs Judd Apatow was on while writing this dog shit of a movie. Because it is so mind-numbingly crazy that a man that could come up with really great comedy movies doing comedies in a way that nobody is doing comedies actually showing respect to the art of comedy with his films to then pull this pile of shit out of his ass and put it on netflix and even the characters at the end of this movie know they're in a bad movie one of the lines is like it doesn't matter how bad the movie, as long as the end of the movie is good. And that will make you forget the rest of the bullshit that you sit two-plus hours to watch. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals you get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to InspiredDisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. Which is true. The end of this movie, which I don't give a fuck about spoiling it because it is not a good movie. Is that the movie itself that they are making within this movie, right? The Cliff monsters beasts whatever it's called movie fails obviously it's a uh, it's it doesn't make any sense why this franchise is popular doesn't like none of nothing makes sense in this movie but the making of documentary that's being filmed along with the making of this movie takes off a documentary about the making of beasts cliff monsters six or whatever that takes off so the end of this movie is like Doc style, you're getting interviews with people. Like, it is the only time this movie at all is entertaining. At all. This entire movie should have been that documentary. Doc style. Where you're getting, you're getting like, you're seeing the events happen, and then you're getting the completely filtered version of whatever whatever these talking heads are talking about. You get the contrast from the ridiculousness of the reality with what they say when they sit down in front of this documentary camera. Film crew. Should have been. Should have been. The movie is correct. Yes. uh, The end of this movie is good. But the movie is wrong in that having a good ending fixes the entire movie. And I had a movie... Recently, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou is a movie that I actively hated. And as the movie went on, I enjoyed more. And by the end of the movie, I loved that movie. Right, That's a movie where the ending really, really amplified the, the, the movie as a whole. Re, it, it recontextualizes a character in a way that makes, m- made me enjoy the movie as a whole. This ending for The Bubble does not do that. Was it good? Yeah. It was the only decent part of this entire film, but it wasn't enough to make me forget the two hours I had already watched. And of course, there's this Chekhov's helicopter situation where one of the stars like just learns how to uh, fly a helicopter up and down like he never learns how to go forward so of course there's a scene at the end of this movie that involves the fact that they're trying to escape but the the he doesn't know how to go forward with the helicopter but again because this movie doesn't understand the internet like you can learn how to fly a helicopter with youtube video pretty effortlessly apparently Like, easier. It's, like, easier to learn a helicopter in this movie, learn how to fly a helicopter in this movie, than it is in The Matrix. And The Matrix, they could literally download the instructions of how to fly a helicopter into your brain directly. This movie's easier, because you just have YouTube, and you look it up while you're in midair, hovering, and then you learn. And then you can fly just perfectly fine. Bad. Bad movie. Bad movie. There's a drug scene in this movie where all the cast members, you know, because they, I don't know, because there's got to be a drug scene, I guess. Like, and the way this drug scene is portrayed is by using a bad version of face swap, where it's just characters in, like, all of these actors in, sitting in a circle doing, like, all kinds of different drugs, all of a sudden start seeing other people other people's faces because that's what happens when you do a lot of drugs like people's faces just look like other famous people in bad face swap like as if they use the exact technology that TikTok or Snapchat uses for their face swaps right where you can tell you can tell it's a digital face swap going on if you're watching a TikTok video that exact same level of care is put into all of the face swaps in this movie. Just lazy and bad. 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 See, if there's anything else I, I need to talk shit about of this movie. Um, Yeah, the movie should have been doc style. Like, if, the, if that whole movie, it would have been at least entertaining. It would have been, like, okay, like an interesting take on... How like it would, it would just give it something more than just dog shit? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like at the end of this movie, they're like, like the characters are patting themselves on the back, right? The Judd Apatow writing this movie, he's like, he knew he wrote a bad movie, but then he thinks that the end of the movie that he wrote is good enough to make up for the the entire dog shit of two hour plus. Of this movie of this runtime for this movie he thinks that the end is good enough to make you forget that you just sat two and a half hours not two and a half two hours watching a piece of shit right and and he's even patting himself on the back writing these characters going like i'm even going to call my shot i'm going to make the movie end so good that these characters are going to call it oh it doesn't matter how bad the movie is because i know i wrote a bad movie i just put it out because it's covid who cares everybody's dying they don't care about watching good films anymore they'll just appreciate that anything came out which if this was the only movie that came out yeah probably people would but there's a lot of good movies coming out a lot of good movies good comedies good dramas good superhero movies good everything all kinds of good movies are coming out this movie's patting itself oh it doesn't matter you should be lucky. As an audience, you should be thankful that we put out a piece of crap. During these hard times, you need the distraction. Bad. Like, so much. Like, not only is this movie bad, it's, like, insulting. This movie's so bad, it's ins- the characters insult the audience for spending time watching it. So, anyway. The Bubble. It's on Netflix. I wouldn't recommend it if anybody says they liked it i would not take their opinions on film moving forward specifically comedy people that think this movie is funny have very strange like i don't i don't want to know what other movies they think are funny if they if somebody thinks this movie is funny i don't want recommendations on other comedies to check out i do not do not at all so anyway The Bubble, it's on Netflix. Torture yourself for more than two hours if you want. I don't care. And neither does Judd Apatow. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace.